Genesis Women's Shelter and Support has a big announcement. Jan Langbein is in the studio to share the details. I'm Maria McMullen, and this is Genesis, the podcast. Happy New Year. Hey, thank you so much. I'm glad to be here. I'm glad you're here as well. Uh, Welcome back to Genesis, the podcast. And I know that there's an exciting announcement. There there always seems to be an exciting announcement. I'm here. Every time I'm here, I'm thinking, oh, I have the most exciting thing to tell you. I know. Well, I mean, today we really do. We really do. Um, But uh, why don't you do the honors? And go ahead and make the announcement now. Make the announcement right now. Let's do this. Maria, I'm so excited to tell you today that Genesis will be launching, creating, executing um, the National Training Center on Crimes Against Women. Wow. Yeah, right? I'm so excited to hear about I this. I am too. I am too. Um, you know, we've, ne- we've been limited on the space that we have. We've been limited on the uh, staff that we have. But mm-hmm. the truth of the matter, what we're not limited on is expertise to pass on to other systems uh, and help them do their jobs better. Right. I mean, there's we never lack for information to share with professionals about crimes against women because, unfortunately, it's a, it's massive, right? right? It's a massive right. m- amount of information. And we have all of the best training and experts available just at our disposal. Well, that's really the truth. And, and start big. Every year, as you know, we host the National Conference on Crimes Against Women. Mm-hmm. And we bring in to Dallas the best experts on all kinds of crimes, whether it's stalking or strangulation or aquatic homicides or domestic violence, of course, um, or human trafficking. And what we have accomplished over the last 18 years is uh, collecting this faculty that are leaders in their fields. And, you know, they come every year and their proposals are, you know, judged and we assimilate them into what the themes are. But the thing is, once it's over, it's over, right? Mm-hmm. People go back to their work, hopefully taking, you know, a suitcase full of information. But what a shame we're just doing it once a year. And so uh, what we did next was our rural conference, recognizing that there are a lot of folks who just can't come. Uh, 70% of Texas, for example, is considered rural. And if you have a police department of you know, five people, you can't let 20%, 25% come to a a week-long conference. So we actually do a virtual rural-focused conference every fall, Um, and it's only two days long, and it's only $100, and there are issues that face these rural communities. So that was our next step. Well, Mm -hmm. the next step is um, let's do something that um, addresses different systems with different expertise throughout the year. Okay. Yeah. So we're talking about perhaps um, other social service agencies, just like Genesis, that uh, either bring in one of our staff members to talk about cutting-edge techniques or to bring in someone that we know that uh, can educate us all. 
50% of our mission statement is actually to raise the awareness regarding domestic violence and its impact and its effects on families and children and society. And so that's why we came about with these other training opportunities. And now we're going to be able just to expand that. We're so excited. It's really amazing. So what I hear you saying is that for the past 18 years, we've had the Conference on Crimes Against Women. Right. Uh, which, and we had the sister podcast uh, to, this, to this show, which is the podcast on Crimes Against Women, where we talk about all different gender-based violence and with all of the experts that you are referring to. Uh, right. We talk to attorneys. We talked to law enforcement, we talked to social workers, um, anyone, DV professionals and others about those crimes. And we offer extended education outside of the in-person conference that we have every year and outside of the ICCR Rural Conference. So what I hear you saying is that we're going to take everything and put it under this umbrella of a national training center. Maria, as you know, for almost 40 years, Genesis has offered education on domestic violence to broad audience of law enforcement and domestic violence professionals and advocates, the legal community, and so many others. Um, and we've done that not only through public speaking from Genesis professionals, but also through this Conference on Crimes Against Women, the Institute for Coordinated Community Response, this podcast, of course, and the podcast on Crimes Against Women. With the opening of our new non-residential center, our non-residential counseling center this spring, we're consolidating all our educational programs into one national training center that are going that that will be able to house all the training in one place with a portfolio of education up and training opportunities related to all forms of violence against women. So I'm thrilled to announce that we're officially launching the National Training Center on Crimes Against Women, which will be located in our new building in Dallas. That's fabulous. I'm, I'm super excited about this. And I've seen the new building. Well, heck, I helped raise the money. That's for the right. New building. Yes, Why don't we did. just be honest here? Um, but let's talk about the new building and the space that the training right. center will have access to. Give us the latest. Sure. So it's a three-story, 28,600-square-foot building that um, will be able to double our non-residential uh, services capacities mm -hmm. and provide more services to more women and more children. Um, it's a beautiful building. Currently, we're in leasehold space and uh, we're out of room, we're out of offices, we're out of space, we're out of counselors, everything. And yeah. so this gives us an opportunity not just to increase our services, but to enhance our services as well. As you know, when we started looking at this building, we came up with four pillars that uh, would be really the foundation, mm -hmm. foundational structures of, uh, of this new building. And uh, one is our Women and Children's Trauma Center, which takes the whole second floor. One is our legal justice clinic mm -hmm. that is half of the first floor. Uh, we also are working with some technological advancements so that we can answer the call in different ways. Uh, but also, this National Training Center was a piece of that. How can we spread the wealth, to be real honest? Genesis mm -hmm. certainly doesn't have all the answers. Nobody does. But we, um, I think the more we share, the more we care. And uh, I think we can learn from each other. Um, 
again, we don't think that we're just experts on, we're pretty good. (laughs) Actually, we're really good. (laughs) But I mean, there are other experts out there. Mm -hmm. So this will sort of be the hub of our educational efforts. Um, But of course, our conference will still be at the um, Sheridan Hotel, our host hotel, because there's so many people there. I will have a training center at the new building that will seat about 100, 120 really close friends, (laughs) 100 100 people. And uh, we also have electronic capabilities uh, that uh, these rooms are fully integrated with capabilities of doing it electronically, Mm -hmm. doing training by Zoom or by... um, Yeah, so there's there's a whole library, resource library available in addition to the options for virtual training. So I I understood the intention for virtual training to be like this webcast scenario where you are kind kind of in the space without being in the space. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Every we, everything in the center and in the whole building is really state of the art. It's it's the latest and the greatest that we could possibly get and afford. It's a long time coming. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you though, uh, we have as a nonprofit, as all nonprofits do, we struggle along and think we're doing okay and then a pandemic hits or the pipes freeze or, you know, we have to deal directly with what's going on. But um, in the long range plans, it has been to provide more and better and services in a, in a place that is calm, Mm. a place that is um, hopeful. And I don't know that spa-like is the right word, but the colors were very carefully selected um, to not uh, trigger sensory overload as people mm-hmm. who are who so often experience when they've when they have been uh, survivors of trauma. Yeah, it, it definitely has all of the right elements to be soothing and peaceful and to be like a hug as a hug. We were talking yes. about yesterday when we were talking I about occupational that. therapy. Which we actually have two episodes in our library for this pocket, podcast about occupational therapy, if people want to go back and listen to those. So um, just, you know, real quick, what is the National Training Center on Crimes Against Women? Well, it can be a lot of things. Obviously, we can come in uh, pe- and bring people in just to train on the crimes themselves or we can bring people in how that are different systems where they can learn how how to deal with those crimes, mm-hmm. or, uh, for example, you mentioned occupational therapy. It, it's going to be our honor to bring people in that have agencies like ours, domestic violence agencies. No one is doing occupational therapy in conjunction with counseling and with advocacy. For domestic violence for domestic survivors. In yeah. domestic violence mm-hmm. agencies. And we just want to share everything we know and everything we found out and the tests that we use and the handbook for a sensory room mm-hmm. and the difference that it has made with our, particularly our autistic children down at Genesis. Can you imagine having in your family an autistic child and as gosh, as emotionally charged as all of that is, imagine also living with an abusive partner and having to keep one eye, keep the peace, Mm -hmm. keep one eye on the abuser. Is he escalating? Is he coming home? Is he mad when he comes home? Um, And then this child who can't even express his needs. Um, So we uh, realized that this was a missing puzzle piece, and we did some... um, uh, 
testing and some uh, feasibility work to see, is that the answer? Is that really the piece that's missing? And over the last couple of years, we have found uh, through all of the above that this is amazing. It is amazing, and we want to share it. So that'd be another thing. We would teach other agencies like ours how to do their jobs better, right? Right. Um, Or whether it's trends uh, of... um, new policies and procedures. Even I get so many calls uh, throughout the year of somebody wanting to start a shelter. I was down in uh, community just this week saying, mm-hmm. you know, how do you start it? How do you begin? I mean, where do you start? Well, you know the need is there. Uh, you know, what are the things you have to do, put in place to be a nonprofit? I, I think that would be an excellent topic for another conversation yeah. for us to talk about that because I, I definitely think people would be interested to hear about that. Yeah, it's not easy. And it's certainly the sustainability of it is difficult. Mm-hmm. I don't want people thinking, oh, I've got this three bedroom house now and I'd like to open it up to survivors and mm-hmm. their children. Um, but, but that, that is certainly a topic. Um, we also want to open it up for clinical training. We, we do cutting edge, we have a cutting edge clinical response. We do. Uh, we were one of the first to have, um, the entire staff trained in, EMDR, which mm-hmm. is eye movement desensitization and reprocessing. And it's, I, I know you've had people on this podcast yes. who have talked about that. But, um, you know, how, how is talk therapy different when it is trauma-informed? And trauma-informed gets thrown around a lot, but you know what? It's, it's the real deal. And that's another thing. Genesis was one of the leading agencies to recognize what is trauma-informed. Mm-hmm. And it, it moved us away from the medical model, which says what's wrong with you, into this trauma-informed model that says what's happened to you. And that's such a big difference. So being able to train more about that, um, you know, opening up to uh, where this building is located. We are, if you're familiar with Dallas, if the listener's familiar with Dallas, uh, Parkland Hospital is our county hospital. And we are just on the the southern skirts of the, the campus yeah, there, yeah. and to be able to participate more with the healthcare communities, all of them, to talk about, you know, what does domestic violence look like when it turns up in the emergency departments? And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, what is, the, what is the trauma-informed response for those people who are overworked and underpaid, but still can help prevent that next assault with the, with the appropriate response? Another group with whom we work is the, our, uh, is the faith community. And there are so many individual communities throughout Dallas, particularly, that um, we want to be able to be sure that clergy pockets are full of an appropriate response because the inappropriate response can send her home for more abuse and and can be potentially fatal. So we want to also do uh, more training within the... um, Faith communities. There's also, uh, you know, I mentioned earlier, I think I did, this is hard work. This is, uh, oh, I was talking about that with regards to the shelter. But for a therapist who hears these horrible, horrible stories, you know, every hour on the hour, Mm -hmm. or for our helpline hotline specialists to listen to people who call in 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We need to be able to um, address healing the healers. Oh, yeah, that vicarious trauma is very real. Absolutely. So I just feel like, and these are just the initial thoughts on what this training center can be. Um, So we're 
excited about the possibilities. We've never had the room to be able to do this. The location of the training center is so easy uh, that we feel like my goal is that we will have something going on every week, every week down there. That is also my yeah. expectation. Um, that that room will always be full when we walk by. How's it funded? Well, we, I, we are extremely fortunate with regards to that. Um, we have a board of directors that operates the Conference on Crimes Against Women. It's its own standalone 501c3, and they have donated um, half a million dollars, a half a million dollars, to establish the training center, to be mm-hmm. real honest, the operational costs of what that's going to be for the next several years. Yeah. Uh, you know, the fees of bringing in these amazing speakers or the staff to invite these amazing speakers. But the room itself was underwritten by a wonderful family here in uh, Dallas, Ray and Nancy Ann Hunt. And the Kleinert families uh, are longtime donors of Genesis and supporters of the conference, of the shelter, of the, uh, you know, just really the legal center. Everything we do, um, these families have just recognized the need and, you know, the response. And so this million dollars not only built the room, Mm -hmm. but half of it will actually underwrite the operating costs of the training center. Yeah, it's really transformational. Very much so. And yes, and that I re, I say that often about our conference on crimes against mm-hmm. women. I want to move the needle across the country, across the country on how we respond to women who have have had crimes perpetrated against them. Yeah, and and moving it, you are. Uh, I mean, with with all of the people we're able to reach now, and then we'll be able to reach through the training center uh, going forward. I certainly think that there will be measurable change uh, in our future. Um, Can you tell me a little bit about the unique programs that can be offered by this training center? With these local and generalized trainings, we're also going to be uh, partnering at the national level with places like the Office on Violence Against Women, the Office on Victims of Crime, Mm -hmm. OVC. Um, We also, the National Network to End Domestic Violence, the National Domestic Violence Hotline, and offer it up as a space for them to do localized training, Texas Council on Family Violence. You're welcome here if you have a training you want to do in North Texas. Um, That'll be an opportunity. We do a lot of work in the conference realm with uh, tribal issues, even though um, there are, I believe, no reservations, uh, tribal communities in the state of Texas. They're obviously Native Native Americans uh, here in Texas, and uh, the addressing of those specialized needs is is pretty important as well. Yeah, real important as well, actually. Um, so we're we're looking forward to you know universities, the um, Tech, University of Texas system, which is statewide, uh, colleges that again are local or our state or mm-hmm. are. You know, somebody that's, oh, and another one is our corporations, our corporate friends that are really interested in their responsibility to provide safe work environments for uh, people who are living in violence. Um, So, yeah, I feel like with faith-based and hospitals and because no one, no one entity can end this that right. we have to stand up and hold hands so that people who need to hear it are hearing the same thing from the pulpit, from their doctor, from their, you know, the the lecturer at the university, from their athletic coach. They're hearing it 
everywhere they go mm-hmm. that violence against women is unacceptable, that men need to be part of the solution and not just the problem. We love encouraging gentle men to become part of this movement. Um, I, ju- I just am excited about the opportunity that we, we have that we are, we are faced with now. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of opportunity. So who who are the staff of this center? Who's leading up this charge? Yes, I am uh, very fortunate to have hired um, a woman named Lacey Hensley, and she will be the director of that National Training Center. She has a lot of experience both locally in local programs but also nationally. Uh, she understands this issue like nobody's business, and she is also, when I first hired her, she was on the conference and the rural conference staff. Mm-hmm. She knows the players. She knows the issues that those players are facing, and she knows how to uh, get that training uh, scheduled and executed. It's going to be, it's, she's going to be great. I'm very fr- fortunate to have her. And I hope we are so busy that we also have to add more people to that team. The conference team and the, um, the Institute for Coordinated Community Response team uh, will be working with Lacey to make sure all our bases are covered. That's awesome. So when do you think we will be up and running and in the new building? And I know everyone keeps asking you this on a daily basis. It's like your senior year. Where are you going to college? I don't know yet. I don't know yet. Um, And so I don't know yet. Mm -hmm. Um, We are waiting on our final certificate of occupancy. We're 95% finished with construction which means I can't find the guys who are supposed to be doing right. the, the last 5%. <laughs> the last They've 5% sort of disappeared off the construction yeah. site. Uh, but also furniture is a problem in that mm-hmm. we've ordered it, and now we just sit and toe-tap until that can be delivered. But my goal is in this first quarter, it may be later in the quarter, but uh, my dream would have been that we would have already been in it, of course. Yeah. Um, but we are at the mercy of a couple of other things going on. Well, it's, I've seen the building. It's beautiful. It's, um, it's really incredible in its design and uh, just the, the finish out work and the colors, as you mentioned, and all of the different pillars and centers housed within the building that's going to hold upwards of 100 staff people exactly. when we're all yeah. said and done, many of them dedicated to direct client services for women and children. And I really appreciate hearing more about the National Training Center because I think our audience uh, finds the information really relevant to the work that they're doing. And they can get more information. Now, it, the National Training Center on Crimes Against Women will launch here in the next couple of months. Um, and in the next couple of months, we will also be moving into that new building. So all of that information about the building and the training center will be coming soon on the website for the Conference on Crimes Against Women and on genesisshelter.org. Jan, it's been a pleasure, and I love having you here, and I love learning about new things, and so I look forward to uh, christening that new building here in the coming weeks. I do, too. And one of the things that um, I was thinking about as I I came down to the the studio today was how can other people get involved? How can your Mm -hmm. listeners be a part of this? Well, what what is, um, I would just ask everyone who's listening, what is the system within which you work? Is it... Um, 
faith community? Is it a hospital? Is it a lawyer's office? Is it, you know, could, are you, do you know your police chief? You ought to, if you don't, you mm-hmm. need to go introduce yourselves and say that this issue is important and it's impacting one out of every three women we pass. And this is a, a, a pandemic, actually, uh, an equal opportunity uh, epidemic, as a matter of fact. So I think all listeners could stop and think and say, oh, you know what, I'm the HR person for XYZ Company. We don't have a domestic violence policy in place. I wonder if I could go and learn that at this training center. And, of course, the answer is yes. We will be listing out the things that we will be doing, Mm -hmm. but we absolutely are like, send us your suggestions. What do you want to hear about? What do you want to learn more about? Is that a trauma-informed approach? Is that occupational therapy? We will help design training programs around what people let us know are the needs. Yeah, that's amazing. And what a great idea to offer that information uh, to people listening to the show today. Thanks so much for being here today. My pleasure. Thanks for having me again. (laughs) Attention Spanish-speaking listeners. Listen to the end of this podcast for information on how to reach a Spanish-speaking representative of Genesis. Atención hispanohablantes, escucha este podcast hasta el final para recibir información de cómo comunicarse con el personal de Genesis en español. If you or someone you know is in an abusive relationship, you can get help or give help at genesisshelter.org or by calling or texting our 24-7 crisis hotline team at 214-946-HELP. 214-946-4357. Bilingual services at Genesis include text, phone call, clinical counseling, legal services, advocacy, and more. Call or text us for more information. Donations to support women and children escaping domestic violence are always needed. Learn more at genesisshelter.org donate. Thanks for joining us. And reminding you always that ending domestic violence begins when we believe her. Genesis, el podcast, anuncia servicios bilingües disponibles en Genesis Women's Shelter y Support. Si usted o una conocida está en una relación abusiva, puede recibir ayuda o dar ayuda a genesisshelter.org o por llamar o mandar mensaje de texto a nuestra línea de crisis de 24 horas al 214-946. 4357. Servicios bilingües de Génesis incluyen mensajes de texto, llamadas, consejería, servicios legales, asesoría y más. Llámenos o mándenos un text para más información. Siempre se necesitan donaciones para apoyar a los, las mujeres o a los niños escapando de la violencia doméstica. Aprende más a nuestra página de internet en genesisshelter.org barra inclinada donate. Gracias por unirse con nosotros. Recuerden que el terminar la violencia doméstica empiece cuando creemos a la víctima.